brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Oh yes, it's sippin' time again. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. We are a one-hour show that's somewhat mildly entertaining for about 22 minutes. 25 today, baby. I'm, yeah, shoot for the moon, buddy. Going, Go for doing it. it. Doing it. Uh, we are banned in four countries, two states, one territory, the Principality of Monaco, and we aren't allowed within 1,000 feet of pretty much any school in the United States. It's only because we talk about 18-year-olds all the time. Yeah, well, I've heard you talking about 15-year-olds, and that's what yeah. got us in trouble. So, uh, this is Made Man Bob. Joining me today are Made Man Brent. It's a pleasure to be here. I love what you've done to the basement. I'm glad you like it. Made Man Maury. Good morning. I'm really excited about today's episode. He sounds excited. Yes. <laughs> good old boy, Greg. Yep, good afternoon. And good old boy, Harmeet. It's 2 a.m. Don't you follow the tropes here? Don't Sorry, tell good pe- morning. Don't, pe- Sorry, don't good tell morning. people it's the afternoon. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! You gonna? They're say listening hi? to us live. Don't, 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 don't pull back the curtain. Pay, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Invisible guy. Uh, Brent Mori and myself are with the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of high-end bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals with representation in eight states. Our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work and bourbon and bourbon. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. And Greg is joining us. Greg has a blog called Bourbon Dork. Greg, tell us about your blog. Thank you, Bob. I started Bourbon Dork back in 2009 as an extension of my passion for all things bourbon. Over time, my interest expanded into other world whiskeys, so now my thoughts pretty much cover uh, multiple whiskey-related posts that include Scotch, Irish, Japanese, and Indian. Woo-hoo! And I'll soon, yep, and I'll soon be branching out into rum. I'm oh, also a cigar how do you, how do you how do you do rum? Come on, Greg, what's with the oh, rum? There's a lot of great rum out there. All right, I'll read uh, your I'm blog until you got to say he's going to drink uh, well, Indian wait, whiskey. Wait, Leave him alone. Wait till I post it. Wait till I post <laughs> it, right. then you can read it. Uh, I also like uh, like cigars, and there's a couple of posts that cover that topic as well. Nice, nice, very good, awesome. Our show is sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the Enomatic Machine, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. We can find you at where. Well, finespirits.net, but the website is outdated and needs to be fixed, but also www.facebook.com slash finespirits. That'll do. Or follow us on Twitter or Instagram, blah, 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 you know. You'd actually have to go on Twitter and tweet something once. 
Our Sips episodes and segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and today's show is a show-and-tell episode uh, about whiskey. We've picked out some of the good stuff, and we tried to keep the selections to stuff you can you know, actually find, although some of these expressions are rare and allocated. Uh, in other words, they're the ones you know that you find in the glass case or hidden in the back or behind the counter. Or they're only acquired, unfortunately, through the shadow market. Uh, see, that, 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 you just contradicted yourself in one sentence. Lurks in the hearts of men. <laughs> Come on. Nice, nice. The shadow knows. There you go, see? I know, I know. But ah, you, said, you said available, then you said the shadow market. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. That's yeah, available. Hey, that's what I'm saying. We're trying to get stuff where we, can, where we can avoid that. So, you, you, you might, you know, for those of you, you know, who might not want to liquidate your IRA or pick six numbers or, you know, who knows, even maybe sell off your kids for medical experiments. This is why we're banned in near schools. scientific Oh, children, I know you're trying to help, but believe me, my mind's made up. I've given this long and careful thought, and it has to be medical experiments. Right. <laughs> That's what your mom told you when she bought that liquor, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's a short list of what we're going to discuss today. Um, let's see. Our mate is going to be doing the Highland Park Ice Edition. Uh, Brent is going to be doing the Angel's Entity Cast Drink 2016, the new release that just came out. Uh, Maury's going to be doing the Jack Daniels 150th Anniversary Limited Edition. Greg is doing the Springbank Burgundy Cast 12-year. And I'll be doing a little uh, barrel pick from Willett Family Estate. So what do you think the title of this episode should be? Mine is better than ours? That was what Ben Franklin said that. Mm, I, that. I think it should be, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. There you go. Ooh, I, I like, like it. That. I yours like is better, one. but I paid retail. Yeah, <laughs> you know, last last year it was my big brown bottle was better than your big brown bottle. I think so, but we'll see what we've got. We'll see what we come up with here. Uh, we'll be tasting, discussing these whiskeys, and rating them with these sips ratings plus our signature sounds. Uh, Brent, why don't you read the sips ratings for us? Oh, thanks, Bob. Here's our sips ratings. Uh, numbers sip rating number one. Give me a glass of water. To wash out my mouth. Well, a sips rating number two would be nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Uh, sips rating of three. Hmm, interesting. What was that again? Interesting. Uh, sips rating of four. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. I'm interrupting you, Brent. We've gone through a whole year, and you've messed up the ratings. Not a sips rating of four. It is five sips. Five sips. Five sips. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. You're not having to sit in the basement next to him. You think you're creeped out. (laughs) Dear Lord. Uh, Somehow I feel I need a wet wipe or some hand sanitizer now. Uh, So we're going to have the hosts that brought the product introduce their product. 
and the rest of us are going to go around and share our tastings notes you know anything that we have to say about it so we're going to get started right away and we'll get right into it with our meat okay kids uh first off thank you for having me on for a whole year bob and, and mike who's not here today but thanks, uh, thanks for bribing us yeah mm-hmm. we get great whiskeys so uh my uh i guess year, it's, if we'd have killed him we'd be out of prison by now uh, i'm saying you guys nobody you wouldn't even go to prison man you get a, i'm brown you guys are white you'll I've be got, able, a, you'll I've be got a nice clean record man i would have done yeah, six nice. months at danbury i'd be fine so we did a, a this is weird i uh i've been doing um uh we, we did. I think I did sixteen of the shows this year with the sips editions, and uh, this is weird. I, I I picked a I picked two scotches from the same uh, the same distiller for my best of. Like we did a best of show, and my my favorite whiskey of the year for like everyday whiskey would be the Highland Park eighteen. And on the unicorn list this year, which is crazy, I have the Highland Park Ice Edition. Boy, it doesn't get out much. Yes, and this is—I don't do this. I, I drink a variety of things, this, but this struck me as so beautiful and different from the other Highland Parks. So uh, we featured this on the uh, the Vikings Cometh episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a special bottling of thirty thousand bottles, so th- and three thousand of those came to the U.S. I am Loki of Asgard. That's right. Yeah, Vikings. Yeah. Vikings. Yeah. God. It uh, it comes in a blue glass bottle. It was uh, designed to reflect the ice realm of North mythology. Do you have some some sound effects for that one, Bob? The no. ice realm? You want me to go drop some ice in a glass for you or something? <laughs> no. I, yeah. It comes in a beautiful wooden cradle in the shape of a... There you go. That uh, works, yeah. yeah. Somebody open a bottle. There you go. Uh, it was the... Uh, thank you, Greg. It was the... Uh, uh, it's it's in a wooden cradle that looks like an iceberg. It's, it's just gorgeous. It's a 17-year-old expression. And the thing is, this is different from almost all the Highland Parks. I mean, I believe there's almost no sherry in this. It's all rebuilt ex-bourbon caskets. There's sherry. It's maybe like 10%. And it, no, I don't even think there's that much. I'm looking at the color. This is just a greenish gold, pale, beautiful, nothing like the other Highland Parks. And wow, the nose. I'm just, pardon me. Well, I, I'm going to sniff this on the radio. Yeah, yeah. This is green apple and tropical fruits. Now, um, the first time we tasted this on the air, I was uh, scoffing at some of their tasting notes because I did not get any of the mango. But we they said mango sorbet a was a, a tasting This note. was supposed to be a show about things we haven't tasted on the air. This we did taste. No, this, no, this is stuff no, we tasted. It's just show. a show and this, tell. This, yeah. this is my show favorite. You can bring it's what not, you want. It, you can bring what you this want. This is what he brought. I brought this because I thought this was just for the money. Hey, hey on it. the best stuff, we had people bring stuff that we hadn't tasted. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so let me be quick. Green apple, mango sorbet, melon, ginger, barley. Just a tiny hint of smoke, unless you like Brent, who doesn't drink smoky whiskey. Crisp fruit. It's just, I love this whiskey. The smell is just, oh my God. I could smell it, sit here and smell it all night. And the finish is rich and creamy. Uh, And I just gave it a, a, a... Five sips. There was nothing else. There was nothing wrong with this whiskey. The only problem we had was we tasted it first on the show that we were rating the Highland oh Parks. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. No. And now the side effects are late again. So we were we tasted it in the in the Highland Park show. We tasted it last, and we should have tasted it first because the sherry from the other ones overpowered this whiskey. So, um, Bob, I'm gonna say 
I want I want you guys to all taste this and give me your notes, but uh, we'll do that after the break. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads None too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever What accent is this? Alright, and we're back. Do you have any more? thoughts on the highland park i say go buy a bottle it's it's under 400 bucks it's like between three and four is that all yeah you can get one it's affordable without selling any children or kidneys or such you want me to play the medical experiment i think you guys give your reviews because i think this is beautiful greg greg what do you think about this uh, my review is thanks for sending me a sample not <laughs> i did not get a sample so i have no opinion on passing it on back to you we have to bring that up with our executive producer. <laughs> Maury, what'd you think? Well, I, I do think it's a nice, beautiful whiskey. I, I think if you consider the bang for the buck, I'm not really sure it's there. I don't think that I would pay three to four hundred dollars for this bottle. Cheapskate. Well, it's just it's I'm looking a, at you right now. Says the doctor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a beautiful whiskey. It's well balanced. It's nice. It does have a hint of smoke. It's got a little bit of everything for everybody. I am Loki. Of Asgard. Loki would buy it. Yeah, Loki would buy it. Uh, I think at a hundred bucks, I'd buy it. But uh, three to four hundred, uh, I'd pass. Okay. Well, you have a sips rating for it, though. I'd give it four sips. That's classified. Well, let's ask the guy who doesn't drink scotch what he thought. How much would you pay for it, Brett? <laughs> well, I'm not a you know I'm not a scotch drinker, but you know I was still was able to pick up some of the notes from it and stuff, and I did get the pineapple and the mango right off the bat, and uh, and of course to me it's a lot more smoke than what you guys are saying, and uh, <laughs> it's just, this is so little smoke <laughs> so, compared. To- <laughs> yeah, I know that I know that for but for me it's a lot of smoke, you know. But I got you know with the with with the uh, with the taste I got you know some of the vanillas. And stuff, and I got. Uh, I didn't get the buttered toast like you got, but um, but the thing that impressed me was the finish. And for me, it was like it was like chewing into a, a, a snowball that was been out by the campfire, you know, a nice smoky snowball. Snowball, you know. And I was it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. It wasn't bad, you know. I could, you know, if somebody gave me this, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset or anything. It was a nice pour. I would actually give it four sips. That that is really high marks from Brent. Wow. Well, this is Brent. I mean, honestly, yeah. it could be stagnant pond water with alcohol in it, and he'd probably drink it, yeah, really, okay. when it gets down to it. We got up to four, though, for this. What about yeah. you, Bob? Um, again, we, we did a show on this recently. Uh, it's it's a stellar whiskey. It really is. It It's just so well put together. It's so subtle, yet at the same token, it's so deep. Um, it's got just the right amount of burn to it. 
The nose on it is a drop of water. Wonderful. Get rid of the burn. Taste the no, flavors. I've, I put water in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the water really opens it up. You really, you really do. The tropical fruit really comes out when you put the water in it. It's it's uh, those American barrels. Yeah. We we do th- we yeah. do barrels right here, Merkin. And that's and that's this was mostly ex bourbon casks. So yeah. uh, you know it was uh, Booker No used to say that Scotch. Yeah, that's all right. It's pretty good stuff because it's got a little bit of my bourbon in it. So um, yeah, I, I, my 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 review hasn't changed. It's 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 oh five sips. I gave it the last time yeah. I tried it. So. Tis tis the best for me. I I just thought it was a really great whiskey this year. Yeah, the only problem, yeah, really, the only problem is 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 it's not cheap. But then again, you this know, this is this is a show about not cheap whiskeys, right? In, one in life is you know, it's in a cool cheap. presentation bottle though. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is a very. It, I mean, it's a stunning presentation. <laughs> it really is, and it comes with a little booklet that reads like uh, like. Greg, are you blogging this show? I can hear you <laughs> typing. <laughs> Yes, he's. I'm, he's I'm, I'm actually sending you an email chastising you for not sending me a sample. He's sending an email to the police, going, "Dear God, please help me now." Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to the next one. Um, so, before you move on, let me say my my goodbyes. Good night at uh, two thirty a.m. or whatever time it is you're, where you're listening. But actually, uh, it's the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday before Christmas, so I've got to go back to work to sell whiskey. So thank you guys for having me. Wow! 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 I'll see you all next year. All right, good riddance to bad garbage. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to Brent, who's got the pick of the Angels Envy Cast Strength, the newly released, just out 2016 edition. It very newly released down here. I mean, I literally had to find it this this week, you know, to get it. And, I, and this is something I look forward to every year. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Angels Envy. As you may remember, we had the Angels Envy Distillery Takeover show we did earlier this year, and we tasted uh, several expressions of their products, three other cast strengths, and and I think uh, four different uh, of the four different of the blends. Um, Angels Envy was the creation of the late Lincoln Henderson, the former master distiller for Brown Foreman and an inaugural member of the Bourbon Hall of Fame. Lincoln had retired after 40 years in the business, but then decided to use that experience to get back in the business and create his own brand. Along with his son Wes and his grandson Kyle, they started with the original Angels Envy Port finished bourbon. That, fo- that was followed in 2012 with the inaugural release of the Angels Envy Cast Strength. Uh, if you can get a hold of that, that is some amazing, amazing uh, bourbon. But this first cast strength version, it started with barrels of bourbon that were hand-selected by Lincoln. The barrels were blended into a single batch, then they were finished in hand-selected port casks and bottled at cast strength. Uh, this inaugural release was named the best spirit in the world in uh, June of 2013 issue of uh, the Spirit Journal. So let me, let's get on to this one here. I'd, I'd kill to have a bottle of that. 2012 release, but what, what was it? Was I think it was like five or six hundred bottles only in Kentucky. Yeah, then stay away from my. I, house. I got a tiny little sample, and it was just stellar. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's good. It's it's very good. The uh, the color on this one, it kind of matches the box. It comes in a red box, and this has got like a red burgundy color to it. You know, so the box is kind of fitting to the uh, to the bourbon. So uh, the uh, when you get when you the nose on it, I get a little, some orange zest, uh, some cherries, some chocolate. Um, you know, it's it, you can you can feel the heat on it right off the bat with your with the nose, and it's not as powerful of a nose as a fourteen. I think it's a little bit better than the fifteen, and the same with the palate. The fruit, with the fruits, I get a lot of the a lot of fruits in this: the oranges, the cherries, the plums, and I get a little bit of sweet corn. 
Um, with the finish, it's followed up with a little bit of maple syrup, some a little bit of buttery cinnamon. It's hard to describe, but it's got that little spice to it. That uh, it's I, I don't I mean it's it's good. I love it. Um, the uh, I just wish the finish was a little bit different on this, you know. But what I did do was I did take some water, add it to it. And it seemed to open up everything. Now the other the other versions I've had, I've not really wanted to add water to it. But when I added water to this one, mm-hmm. it really changed it for me, and it really made the finish a little bit smoother, uh, and you know, and a little bit longer. I'm going to give this. We're a, finally I, starting to get you. We're finally finally starting to bring you into the fold of 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 not being afraid to add a touch of water to well, something. Look at you. You know, I'm afraid of water. You drank you drank a little scotch was, today, and was, you're actually putting drops of water in your whiskey. I am so proud. Yeah, I feel like I had, a proud put, dad. I had to put water in this. And all, the other ones, I wouldn't even think about putting water in. Like the 2004. I mean, I wouldn't even think about it. It was it's that good. But this one here really opened up with it. And uh, I'm gonna ice. I'm really a fan of Angel's Envy, and I'm going to give this one a Sips rating of five. Oh, my goodness. Yes! 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 All right, Maury, what would you think? You know, as much as I hate to agree, agree, it's actually easier to agree with Brent than it is with Harmy. Thank God he's gone. Yeah, well, good riddance, yeah. Uh, I think that the Angel's Envy's cast strength has, has traditionally been just a stand-up whiskey. It's been really terrific. They've done an excellent job and really picked the best of the best. Their everyday whiskey is wonderful. Their cast strength is just over the top. And, um, you know, without really beating around the bush, I, too, would give it a five. All right. Oh, my goodness. Yes! 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 All right, Greg, I don't suppose you have any of this laying around? <laughs> I don't, but in order to participate in the conversation, um, I believe we, we uh, actually reviewed the 15 release earlier in the year when we mm. did the Angel's Envy show. Right. And, uh, and I'm, uh, I've never been... Uh, as, the, the second finished whiskeys are kind of a hit and miss for me, but for that one, I enjoyed it. So, um, you know, I suspect that if they, uh, uh, you know, did the same thing or had the same uh, uh, process for the 2016 version... I'd probably like that one too, but uh, this is this was one that I did enjoy for last year. Yeah, I like this one a little bit better than the fifteen. But I don't think I like it as much as the fourteen, though. I think that one still stands out above above all of them for me. Yeah, that's well. well that's the interesting thing is that this this release every year is different. is different, very different. And, and, I will and, say that yeah, this year different. over the over even the fourteen has a really nice viscous mouth feel. Mm-hmm. It uh, you didn't really mention that, neither did I. But that is that uh, it just has a beautiful coating viscous uh, feel in the mouth, and uh, I did like that quite a lot. And I thought that was distinctly different than both last yeah. year. It, it and does the have that oily, almost Campbelltown scotchy. Just just coating mouthfeel to it. I, I it, it's definitely the texture on this one is is really excellent, and I like the texture better than the fourteen. I think I like the palate on the fourteen better, exactly, and the nose. But if you could combine the two, this one's yeah. Got if I could get this mouthfeel on that one, I'd I'd bathe in it. So you know, I mean, it's uh, well, at least you'd get a bath once in a while. You know, once in a while, it's it's Saturday, right? Yeah, so yeah, but what month? Uh, I've lost track of time. So, uh, what's your what's your rating, Maury? Oh, I gave it a five. Right. Oh my goodness! Yes! 
I, I've got to say, I, again, I, I if I had all of them lined up, well, I'd take the 2012. But um, barring that, if I had them all lined up, I'd probably reach for the 14 if I could have any at the same price. But uh, I, I like this. This year is I, I like this year better than last year. And last year I would absolutely not turn down. I mean, this this is. Uh, this is a very good one. The color on it is absolutely stunning. I mean, the color and the mouthfeel on this are, are absolute 100. So, um, yeah, I've, I've got to give it, oh I've got to give it a five. Yes! 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 All right. Well, for our next one, we're going to do a little barrel pick from our friends at uh, the Willet Distillery. <coughs> Willet Distillery is uh, known to bourbon fans across the country, and their family estate single barrel line is highly sought after by collectors and bourbon aficionados. Whenever a new barrel is released at the distillery gift shop, the news travels through the internet bourbon community like a wildfire, more like a virus, honestly, uh, selling out sometimes hours. Uh, they'll release a barrel at 10 a.m., and by one or two, they're all gone. Uh, some of these releases have attained absolutely legendary status, uh, the Velvet Glove, the Iron Fist, some of the Weeded Sea Barrels, um, uh, the Waffles Pick. They all have they all have interesting names. Um, some of these you can find at places like Jack Rose. Some of these you can only find if you're lucky enough to hit that pick six tonight. Um, and you know they've likewise attained legendary prices. Uh, again, some of these just go on the shadow market, and and you know that's that's where you're going to find them. What evil lurks oh, in the hearts is. of men? <laughs> You'd think I'm really old. <laughs> but uh, this one was a uh, an 11 year old bourbon, uh, barrel number 297. This was a barrel picked by a store up in uh, Elizabethton, Kentucky that I stop in from time to time um, called Packages and More, a um, little place right off Dixie Highway. Comes in at a fairly respectable 58.2% ABV. Um, I mean, the color on it is absolutely beautiful. Um, this one, I really don't think giving it much more time would have helped this one. I, th- I think this one is really just peeking out. It's got a... It's got almost a Christmas cake nose to it. The caramel is huge. The brown sugar, the molasses. There's a bit of fruit on it. A little bit of apple, a little bit of pear. It's got just enough burn to it. Um, I've tried it with water and without water. This one I actually prefer without. Um, just really, uh, a really exemplary bottle of, of you know some of the ones that they have done in this age range and back when I picked this one up it really was not expensive at all in fact uh, I used to go to this store and they'd have a couple of barrel picks on the shelf every time I went Uh, nowadays that's not happening (laughs) so I I miss those days and I wish I'd have bought and bunkered more because uh, they're they're hard to come by but uh, just a a really really good solid bottle from Willet um yeah, I, I, I got to give this one a five. Oh my goodness! Yes, yes, yes. So what do you guys say? Yes. Well, I uh, I love the color on it. You know, the color is nice. It's uh, you know, seems like all of them. I mean, a single barrel color, it's it's hard to go wrong with uh, with what they're picking for that. Uh, I get a lot of uh, with the nose. I get uh, you know, uh, maple and uh, ban- a little bit banana custard. Kind of uh, you know, I get a little bit of that banana 
yeah there, the banana you know? is definitely there now as yeah. you mention it i'm thinking yeah that. with the uh once i uh once i taste it i get i'm getting cinnamon bananas raisins um and a good amount of oak i'm getting a lot of oak with this yeah. one yeah it's big on wood it's not yeah, yeah it's, it's not overly oak right uh, but right. it is but definitely right. it's a very big on oak, right yeah. a very pleasant palate on it for it and stuff but um, i agree that's why i don't think it'd go much longer yeah you let it go right. much I, yeah, longer that's and that's what that was my point is i think if it went much past 11 then you would have you know then you would have been into the realm of you know licking a carpenter's floor it would have been you would have tasted old lumber um you know which uh, so there are people who like that um it's you know the uh, the japanese market is a huge market for older really overly oaked bourbons that's just sort of their palate um you know it's probably blasphemy to say but uh pappy 23 to me that's what it tastes like it tastes like looking an old board i mean it's i, I think it's a little bit beyond where it needs to be a good bit beyond where it needs to be for me you know for other people it's it's you know it's their cup of tea but yeah, well i generally find the sweet spots uh, especially with the scotches is right around 18 as you start to get beyond that a mm-hmm. lot of times just uh the the flavors become muted in the oaks uh yeah when yeah. you're dealing with bourbons for me it's usually between 8 and 12 um, correct anything beyond that is a crapshoot um but you know, this one I think was I think they caught this one just as it was hitting its its apogee of of, of its climb. It's apogee, this one was really that's a big good. word. Where'd you look that up? Do you have a dictionary yeah. today? <laughs> no, I, I was, I'm yeah. still taking that. The only uh, thing, the SAT only course. The only downside I don't like of this is I just thought the finish wasn't long enough. And that's the only thing yeah. I the only, the only thing I didn't like about it. You know, and that's the only reason why for my sips rating, um, uh, that's why I'm just going to give it a four. And it's a solid, solid four. <laughs> I wish the finish was long. I agree with Brent. I think it it doesn't fly past the palate, but it certainly doesn't linger on your palate for any length of time. It's got a nice viscosity. It's got a nice mouthfeel. I agree with both of you guys on the flavorings. Uh, Just kind of classic bourbon styling. But uh, compared to some of the other things that we've looked at, it's definitely going to finish a lot quicker. And... um, with that, I, I would agree with Brent. I would give it a solid four. Leaning towards five, but definitely at least a four. Well, now, now, so you've caught me at an you know, I'm not ready for your sound effect. You caught me at an, aw- <laughs> caught you at an awkward <laughs> moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sitting here with a glass in my hand and some whiskey in my mouth. Have um, another sip. <laughs> Did you did you give I Greg think, a sample of this? I one? think I will. No, he did not. No, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no samples. I think you're no samples went back and forth. Our executive producer said, "No, we're not going to send samples." Did you have we're a Lisa? Did you have fly, a Lisa eleven so. year will of any kind to taste while, while you were around there? You know. As a, as a matter of fact, I do. Um, oh. I've actually picked a number of uh, barrels from Willet over the years. So I've got Willets at age and uh, from six years to eighteen years of age. So I do have an eleven on the shelf. Outstanding. Well, I'm sorry we've missed you in uh, the last three for three. <laughs> That's all right. Well, let's go for four for four. You, okay. can, you can blame Mike. That's a, this. This one's Mike's fault. You know, he's the one. He's the one who said no. No samples. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, Mike. Said, well, he's not here. We can beat right, the hell yeah, out of him. Mike, Mike was right. Sa- Mike was Santa Mike. Claus. He says uh, the bad children do not get samples. Yeah, and boy, let me tell you, these things fly off the shelf. When Mike and I went up for the uh, Bourbon Review Magazine for the Shindig. 
we came down to the gift shop and uh, I saw a guy walking out and he had a tube under his arm and we got very very excited and we got in there and we we bought the maximum and by the time we had paid and started walking out the parking lot was full and there must have been 30 people walking to the front door and they saw us with a box full of them and they were like (gasps) they were all excited and jumping up and down and and, once the word is out and I couldn't stand it several of them go there any left and I just looked at it no man I bought them all <laughs> and they all looked at me like you know, like I'd taken their puppy or something. <laughs> they looking at me like, what? <laughs> like, no, sorry, man. You know? All right, well, we'll be coming back in just a minute. But baby, the whole elation riding down this lover's avenue. As slow as a willow blows. Or as fast as the world wind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows my hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view And we're back. We're here with our show-and-tell episode where we're discussing uh, some whiskeys that we just brought that seemed to really hit a hit a good, strong note with us this year. Uh, we just finished talking about a really nice one from Willett Family Estate, and now we're going to go to Mad Man Maury, who's going to tell us about his pick. Thank you, Bob. My show-and-tell pick for today is the Jack Daniels 150th Anniversary Limited Edition Jack bottling. Daniels? Jack Daniels. Yeah, Jack Daniels. Same guy, Charlie right? Jack. Yeah, that's like his cousin, right? I that's mean, they're, right. they're all related. Yeah, it's well, Tennessee. They're all related. Exactly. <laughs> so this release is a celebration of the 150th anniversary guy? of the distillery, the, no, which was officially yeah, <laughs> which was officially registered in 1866 as Distillery Number One in the United States. Um, this has the typical Jack mash bill of 80% corn, 12% barley, and 8% rye. And like all Tennessee whiskeys, it is subjected to the Lincoln County process where it's uh, charcoal mellowed through uh, hard sugar maple sugar maple charcoal. Um, then the, the magic happens. As you know, with most whiskeys, the majority of flavor and color, all of the color, comes from the barrel. Uh, this distillate's placed in very specially prepared... Um, barrels um it is uh, it is um uh comes off the still at 140 proof and then the entry proof is actually proofed down first to a, a 100 and even 100 um entry proof uh the barrels themselves are are very heavily toasted and they spend so much time in the toasting process that they nearly reach the point of charring strictly by using heat and then to meet the satisfaction of the regulations they are uh, charcoal fired very briefly so they have a very very light char um, they're then aged in the angel's roost on the seventh floor of the um, warehouse number 109 which is their highest one of their highest and oldest uh, warehouses 
the whiskey then uh, ages. Uh, their products typically don't have an age statement, but from what we believe, we, we believe it's to be about four to five years of age. Um, interestingly enough, the whiskey gained some proof during its uh, maturation, and uh, after... Um, dumping the barrels it comes in around 103 to 104 at which point they proof it back down to its original entry proof of 100 it's similar to what they did with the 1792 Ridgemont. exactly the full they, proof full proof they did that you know the full proof they yeah. did it in it at what was it uh think it was 110 or 120 and then they took it back out so it's same. an interesting yeah. concept in that they've they've um taking the proof down to 100 um which theoretically should allow very little um dilution after uh, the barrels mature and then uh, again as we discussed uh, bring it back to original entry proof um so it's a it's a it's a special bottling. It's a very very unique process. A whiskey with, that we really haven't seen the likes of which from Jack Daniels uh, in the past. It uh, it definitely makes itself uh, somewhat unique. Um, let's let's talk about that color. I think it's just got a beautiful golden color. Jack Daniels never adds any caramel coloring. So again, hundred percent of the color is coming from the the barrel. Um, on the entry, it's just it's just delicious it's got a butterscotch sweet entry with a very full rich mouth feel at the mid palate there's a little bit of warmth on the finish but really no bitterness on the on the aftertaste uh, from the oak um at 100 proof you'd never know that it was uh, clocking in at 100 proof uh many have described this as liquid candy it's just uh caramel butterscotch vanilla and uh, it's got all the characters that you like to see with um, very little of the burn. I think the, the lack of char and the really high toast brings out, again, all these classic notes of caramel, vanilla, toffee, etc. Really a unique spirit, something that uh, I've never tasted anything quite like uh, from Jack Daniels. Uh, it should still be around on the shelf. It uh, they produced approximately hundred thousand barrel, uh, excuse me, hundred thousand one liter bottles. Uh, most of that's all been shipped from the distillery, and at this point, uh, I'm sure there are still a few uh, collecting some dust on the shelves of the retailers. So I'd encourage each and every one of you to go out, and if you can source a bottle, uh, it'll definitely be worth having, not only in your collection but to drink and enjoy. And with that, I give it a solid five-sip rating. Oh, my goodness! Yes! 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 I might point out that he cheats a little bit because in spite of having a script, he's also checking his emails because he's getting information directly from Jeff Arnett, the right. man who actually says, made this. You know, yeah, Jeff, Jeff is saying, says, no, you better say this no this, stupid, you know, it's so. on floor seven, not floor eight. So. <laughs> All I so, know, you know, cheat, yeah, some, yeah. Of, some of us have connections, some of us, uh, you know, don't. You can. So, yeah, yeah. Take, yeah take, take, take it, take whatever you can. <laughs> what do you think about it, Brent? Well, I'm going to start hanging out in the Angel's Roost. That's just where I want to hang out because this, uh, this is nice. I mean, the, it's it's not like any Jack I've had before. And, uh, the, you know, the butterscotch, the toffee, the cinnamon right on the nose and, you know, on the palate as well. And... It's. I mean, it's. It's great. I mean, all these. All the things that I love with a bourbon are right here with the Tennessee whiskey, which is. Uh, you know, which is a great thing. It's. It almost seems like that was what I was missing out of my Tennessee whiskey before, and this is what it's. it's and it, now it's here. Uh, the finish. This one to me just doesn't let up. The finish is long. It just keeps going. It just lingers and lingers. 
I love it. I mean, I actually, this is one of the ones I really enjoy. This is the first time I've had a chance to try this, and I enjoy this. I definitely agree. Go out and find yourself one if you don't have it yet. And uh, I'm going to give this a five. All right. Oh, my goodness. Yes! It's pretty hard to impress impress Brent. Impress. <laughs> yeah. I'm drinking too much. It's pretty hard to impress Brent. And uh, Brent is definitely not a Jack Daniels uh, aficionado or drinker. And uh, the fact that we pulled something out that, uh, that hit, hit some high notes for you, I'm, uh, I'm impressed. Well, again, this is Brent. I could give him stagnant pond water with alcohol in it. Now, trust me, he'd drink it, and that's all there was. He'd so, drink it, but he wouldn't yeah. give it a five. No, he'd just complain, but he'd drink it. He'd drink a quart of it if he, if he was given half a chance. So uh, I'm going to guess that Greg doesn't have any. <laughs> so I'll uh, I'll give my thoughts on this one. Um, i, I got to agree with Brent on this. Uh, I'm not, you know... Jack Daniels is not my thing. Uh, I mean, I can appreciate it. It's it's an extremely well-made product, and there's millions and millions and millions of fans of the brand. Um, it's just it doesn't really hit my flavor profile, uh, the standard offerings. But this one, uh, much like the Jack Daniels rye, uh, when I tried that the first time, I went, hey, now they're actually talking to me. This is, this is something that is a lot more in my wheelhouse. Um, this one was extremely well made. Um, I really like what they've done with it. Uh, the color on it is gorgeous. Uh, on the nose, I get a good bit of maple syrup. Um, you know, just sort of that cotton candy sort of aroma to it. Um, on the palate, you're getting cinnamon. You're getting some stewed fruit, some uh, citrus, a lot of orange in there, some vanilla. Um Almost like, uh, almost like a banana pudding kind of caramel in it. Um, the finish is really, really nice. Um, I really enjoyed the finish on this. Um, again, I'm not a big Jack Daniels guy, but I've got to, I've, I've, I've got to tell them they, they, they did a great job on this. And if they, if they start making more like this. I'll be buying. I'll be buying a lot more of their products, and uh, give it a good solid four. That's classified. All right. Well, we're up to the next one. I think this one Greg does have. <laughs> no, I just checked. I don't have it. <laughs> Greg's going to talk right. to us about Springbank. That's right. Uh, so it's my turn now. Great. All right. So whiskey check. Does everybody have the Springbank in their glass? Yes, yes sir. Yes. All I, right. I even All right. Robust line. discussion yeah. time. Yeah. So, uh, as you mentioned, my pick today is the Springbank Burgundy 12-year. This is a cast strength at 53.5% or 107 proof. Uh, So, the Springbank Distillery was established in 1828 on the site of the previously illicit still used by founder Archibald Mitchell, and he became, and and that distillery became the 14th licensed distillery in Campbelltown, a city that at one time was home to over 30 distilleries. So Springbank is unusual in that virtually all the processes of manufacture are performed in-house, from malting their own barley, uh, using their own traditional malting floor, to kill drying the malt in their own kilns, and aging the product in their own warehouses, to actually bottling on site. This limited expression 12-year Springbank was matured in uh, in fresh burgundy casks and bottled at casks. Um, This was released this year, and there were 10,260 bottles released. So in looking at this, I got 
Got some of the glass here. Uh, the color is gold with orange hues. Uh, it's a little light. Um, the nose, bold and rich with mineral and Dunnage Warehouse notes combining maple syrup, uh, pancetta, and for those who don't speak Italian, that's fancy bacon. <laughs> in fact, uh, I dropped some lardons into my glass and it's quite delicious. The nose also presents cranberry and red currants. Uh, the palette is soft velvet-like texture with butter brown toast and chocolate shortbread complementing light herb and oak notes. It's rich, it's buttery, quaffable, and it's a keeper. Uh, the finish, it's a medium dry finish, gives up licorice and mint accompanied by woody tannins. Uh, this could be difficult to find because spring bank lovers snatch this one up in quick fashion, but I'd still uh, go on the hunt if you're a spring bank fan. I give this sips rating, uh, this is definitely a five for me. All right. Oh my goodness! Yeah. All right, well, we'll go to Mr. Non-Scotch here. What do you think about it, Brent? Well, interesting enough is when I'm tasting it, I really got the buttered toast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had picked up that. I wrote down that, and I, then I looked at the tasting notes, and I was like, holy cow. And I also I got also got a, a chocolate shortbread and a, lot of, and a little bit of oak with that, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, this is good. This is this is nice. I You know, I'm not a Scotch drinker, but I... But it's it's you know when somebody gives me something that's not you know it's not bourbon or whiskey you know it's just a regular it's a scotch it's I mean scotch is whiskey but the this is this is something that I could you know sit there and drink and enjoy so you know I appreciate it and I'm gonna uh, give it a you know for my sips rating for me this is a solid four. That's classified. I'm impressed. Hell, he actually drank it. Look at him. <laughs> our boy, Mom, our boy is growing up. There he is. He is growing up. All right, Maury, what did you think? Well, I like some of the things that Brent said. Uh, I have not been uh, a big fan of uh, the Springbank and the Campbelltown offerings, although they are unique. And if you're going to uh, try to have a collection that covers all the regions of Scotland, uh, Campbelltown is... Uh, one of those little tiny ones that a lot of a lot of people don't have and miss uh, as a whole in their in their collection. But that being said, I thought this was better than usual. It really, uh, I thought the burgundy cask finish really added a dimension to it. It, I thought it softened some of the smoke. I think um, that's maybe why. You know, I think the burgundy maybe is what softened it a little bit for me and made it you know more pleasant because this is a nice drinker. This I, is really I nice. have some of their, I have one or two of their older offerings, and they're much more heavily peated. Yeah. And definitely not an everyday drinker. Right. This one, I think, with the addition of the burgundy cask finish and perhaps coming in a cask strength, uh, really adds a level of uh, complexity and sophistication with layers of flavor and uh, and really puts the smoke as a, as a second fiddle in the background as opposed to the upfront and in your face and kill you with peat and smoke. Uh, so I really like it. I think it's a nice alternative to the everyday uh, run-of-the-mill Highland or uh, Speyside whiskey. Uh, I think it's interesting and really something that I can really appreciate the the hard work and the and the craftsmanship that they they've put into the whiskey. Uh, I definitely think it's a keeper. And uh, if somebody really wants a rounded-out collection and wants to make sure they've included all the regions, uh, this would be my number one pick for a Campbelltown whiskey. So uh, with that, I give it a solid four sips. All right. That's classified. Um, I absolutely love this. Uh, I mean, this is 
the epitome of a good Campbelltown. And unfortunately, Campbelltown was a huge whiskey center a hundred years ago and is now down to a handful of distilleries today. It is, you know, the stalwart. It is the flag bearer of the of the Campbelltown style. You know, as you know, as opposed to. You know, an Isla or an Orkney Islands or, or a Highlands or a Lowlands. I mean, it's it's got that, it's it's just got that mouthfeel to it. It's got that oiliness to it. It's 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 everything that when I see a Springbank, I know what I'm going to get. And and this one does not disappoint. Um, it's got a beautiful color on it. Um, it's got a really nice nose. I definitely get the earthy minerally tones to it almost uh, mushroomy uh from from the warehouse old leather um really just a beautiful nose on the palate definitely you get the brown toast you get the butter you get uh you get that oily mouthfeel in the back of the palate um light oak to it um a little bit of herb just you know a really superlative uh, Campbelltown I, you know, I give it I hope that they I hope that they decide to make this again that this is not just a one-off because usually when I get some sort of a cast finish like this that's usually the one that you know they nail off one time I had that with a balvany that I love with a Madeira cask they never made it again so I'm I'm hoping they make this one again uh, I give this one I give this one a good solid four that's classified well, good. Yeah, no, I, I really, I can't say enough good things. I, I hope they'll do more of this. I hope they'll explore other cask finishes. And uh, like I said, I think they're off in a really nice direction. So what did you guys think? Good good slate, good lineup. Excellent slate. We really, yeah. I mean, all fours and fives. Can't get any better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say enough. Uh, poor, unfortunately, Greg had a small slate. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you going to do? That's uh, that's where we're at at this point. So uh, we'll just we can say to... we can say Greg got all fives. Yeah, he got all he fives. got all the fives. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> we'll have to make him a care package and send it to him. <laughs> Please. Yeah, because I'm sure there's no whiskey in his there's house right, at all. It probably is. Just, he probably is like old Mother right Hubbard. Now. It's yeah. bare. Yeah, the cupboard is just empty and filled with cobwebs. He's probably like us tripping over cases in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone or on your laptop or on your tablet. Just sip, search for Sip Suds Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Be sure to tap subscribe and the show will always be on your phone. We love your feedback and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our, ta- our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at sipsudsmokes and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. And you'll be able to interact with the thousands of other fans who enjoy these social media platforms. Do us a favor and take time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, it's a big help to us and we can get your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-hosts for coming and uh, helping drink all this whiskey. Thank you, Maury. Oh, thank you, Bob. It's really been a pleasure. It's uh, been a wonderful day. Thank you, Greg. 30 Thank you, gentlemen. Seconds. Good times. Thank you, Brent. Bob, I love what you've done to this basement. 
every time I come down, it's a it's it's a new and improved uh, place. I love it. Thanks for having me. I'm not allowed out of the basement. <laughs> Well, for all of our hosts here, I'm Main Man Bob, reminding you that life is too short to drink cheap whiskey. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.